0: Michael Duran, Sea Rocks, <laughs> with the killer intro tune. I love it. Uh, good friend of mine, he just killed it on that. I love it. Good morning, Porch community. Um, wherever you are, wherever you're joining us from, we want to say welcome. We're really glad you're with us this morning. If you are first time checking this out for the first time online, uh, we want to say a special welcome to you. We love you, and uh, we, we're so glad you're joined us today. Hopefully, you'll, you'll join us again. Hopefully, we won't. Scare you too bad? Look, we're 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 different, aren't we, Shannon? We're different. We're a little different around here. Um, one of the different things that I th- different is good. That's right. We're unique. Oh, God loves us. Uh, but one of the cool things we get to do all uh, through that throughout the year, every year, is this what we used to call what we usually call summer at the movies. We're calling streaming at the movies um, a series because we're picking well-known movies that most people have either seen or heard about and that you can stream on a streaming service and you can watch and then we're, we're, we're gleaning some truth from them and we think of them as modern day parables um, because that's the way Jesus taught. Jesus didn't teach over anybody's head. Jesus didn't teach deep theological things that no one would understand. Now there was a bunch of good theolo- theology. theology. There, there's a Justin word for you this morning. Great theology, but it was, his, his mission was to present the gospel so that everyone could understand it and, and grab hold of it and understand that he's for them, that he loves them. And so we're taking these movies that we that are pretty familiar and we're allowing God to speak to us through them. Uh, today, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. This is the ninth movie in the Star Wars saga, so to speak. They say it's the finale, but now that Disney owns Star Wars, I don't believe it for one second. Don't believe that because money talks and I'm telling you you know, a few years from now, you'll be hearing about episode 10 and 11 and 12 that they've already started playing around. They they say this is it, uh, but I don't believe it. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, they're touting it as the end of the Skywalker saga, okay? Um, if you don't know who's the name Skywalker, I don't know what rock you've been under. But we're p- peeling back the rock this morning so you can have a little sunshine in your life and, and understand Star Wars... Uh, Um, is is amazing all right look Memorial Day weekend happy Memorial Day weekend everybody Um, or happy Star Wars weekend everybody because Memorial Day weekend five of the nine movies in the Skywalker in the Star Wars saga were released on Memorial Day weekend five of the nine and it used to be a thing and then uh, the new when the new trilogy came along uh, they kind of broke that and they, they, they released the first two in December um, and there's one movie, like Attack of the Clones maybe, episode two, that was released like a week early. But either way, Memorial Day weekend, happy Star Wars weekend, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to celebrate. We're with you on that. I love Star Wars, man. Like, I, And I have to tell you, there are going to be a few spoilers. Warning, spoiler alert, okay? But I promise not to spoil it to the point where... you won't want to go watch the movie. Uh, Go watch it. It's worth it. But there will be a few tiny spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, still go on and watch it, stream it on Disney Plus. There's your Disney Plus plug of the day. Maybe they'll send me a check. I love Star Wars, man. I'm telling you, anybody who knows me, I love Star Wars. There's so many great themes in this thing. I mean, we're talking about... Classic characters, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, Yoda, R2-D2, Darth Vader, the ultimate villain. I mean, C-3PO, they go on and on. Lando Calrissian, they go on and on and on. Classic characters of movie magic, right? I love Star Wars. The thing I love most about Star Wars, I think, are the themes, right? Good and evil, light and dark. Uh, And family is a big theme. In, in Star Wars, family family is a is a huge the the Skywalker family. It's a huge theme that, the, a thread that runs throughout all the movies. But I want to focus on one theme this morning that I believe is it trumps them all in the Star Wars universe, in the Star Wars uh, canon, in, in, in the in the tri- in the trilogy, this trilogy, and all the other movies and nine movies and all currently. And that theme is redemption. Redemption. Redemption is the primary thread of Star Wars, I believe. In the original trilogy that came out in the late 70s, early 80s, it was the redemption story of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. But in this new third trilogy, it's kind of the opposite. His grandson, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo, it's the redemption story of him. Now, the first two movies were focused on the character of Rey. It was kind of her story the first couple times around, and how she was an, uh, an orphan, a no, a no one, a, a just an unknown, and, and he, she's trained by Luke. Uh, she's the future of the Jedi Order, which we all love, and it's like, hey, we'll, uh, anything that Luke is a part of, I want to be a part of. So we, 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 Rey has been kind of the, the main character. But in this third movie, director J.J. Abrams takes a little turn and I believe the primary character of the last and final movie is not Rey. Although she's, she kind is kind of the focus, but the, really the focus is the character of Kylo Ren. Because, look, he's a bad dude. I mean, he's a bad dude. He's the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia, now General Leia, okay? So he's a Skywalker so, solo. He's got, you know, the mighty Skywalker blood, as they say. And he's leader of this thing called the First Order. And he's fully immersed himself in this dark side, evil persona. So much so that in the first movie of this series, in the trilogy, in The Force Awakens, he does an unthinkable thing. He kills Han Solo, his father. He kills him. Man, who kills Han Solo? Who ki- I mean, the one of the maybe, some say the most beloved character in the whole Star Wars franchise is Han Solo played by Harrison Ford what's not to like we love him scoundrel we love him and his son so immersed in the dark darkness and evil that he killed his father and when he did that all the Star Wars fans all across the galaxy and all across the universe rose up in one voice and says heck no you can't redeem him now he is irredeemable You can't do he needs to go dark and we need to get rid of him star wars fans i mean star wars if you're if you're sitting out there and you're a star wars purist and you're like heck yeah i'm one of those people why why redeem him why give him a chance of redemption right he doesn't deserve it he's done too much i mean he killed han solo the question is i want to pose is 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 he redeemable is Kylo Ren really redeemable? And in, in our own mind and heart, like if you watch the first two movies, you'll, you'll understand he's bad. He's a bad dude. Now he's not Darth Vader bad. He wants to be. He's a Vader wannabe. But he's pretty bad. Is he redeemable, or is he just lost? Is he just too far gone? Of course, there's a great parallel to this in the Bible, and I can't think of a better one. And it's the familiar story that Jesus told in Luke chapter 15 parable of the lost son, or as we know it, the prodigal son. And it's a familiar passage that you've probably heard preached on and read many, many, many times to the point of it's just become numb to you. But I want to focus on one small detail that I think gets missed in this whole story sometimes. And it's probably because of the way we read it and and, and our modern mindset reads it this way. It's it's, It's a passive way that we read this passage. When, in fact, the, 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 the interaction between the, fo- the lost son and his father is a very active thing going on. It's pretty active. It's radical in its motion. So uh, Luke chapter 15, if you want to turn there with me, invite you to Luke 15, very familiar passage. And so the son has gone off and he's squandered his inheritance. And he's ruined his life. And he looks as though he's too far gone, right? And then the Bible says in verse 17, when he came to his senses. Some say, some versions say, when he came to himself. You ever had one of those when, I, when he came to his senses moments? When he came to himself? You ever had a moment where you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Justin, what are you doing? Where are you and what have you done? Well, here this guy is, this lost son, this wayward son, and the wording of Scripture probably doesn't convey the severity of his state of mind, I don't believe. Maybe it's just the way we read it. But he was broken, y'all, like completely ruined. He was ruined. He was at the end of himself. Never got to the end of yourself? Uh, I remember, and it's not quite as dramatic as this, but as a 15-year-old in my room searching for meaning and and, and all my existence was placed on the the shoulders of sports athletics um, my friend circle and um, I believe I came to the end of myself and understood that without Jesus (laughs) I was lost you ever gotten there like the place where you think that no one can reach you not even God himself like life is ruined there's no hope for me well, there's no hope for that son or daughter of mine who's gone too far I prayed and prayed and prayed God but just nothing seems to be happening there's no hope in my marriage my career there's no hope to get out of debt I'm, I'm in debt for good and unfortunately my children are going to inherit my debt I can't make it go away there's no fixing this this time this is where we find the lost son in Luke 15 and, and probably a 100 times over He's lost, hurting, broken, depressed, ruined. So he did the only thing he could. He returned home. Something extraordinary happens as he's making his way back to the father. In verse 20 in, in Luke 15, he says, So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off. I had that underlined so much so that the page in my Bible is kind of like wearing and while he was still a long way off his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him and the son said to him father I have sinned against both you both heaven and you and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son it says and while he was still a long way off meaning the father wasn't simply waiting on his son with outstretched arms this is kind of how I, I, have, I read this story for a long time the father's waiting on the front porch. Now, we, it does say that he ran to him. But I, I, I kind of envision that as he got, you know, 20, 30 feet away. And, I, and, and he ran to him at that point. But the Bible says while he was a long way off, and the implication is, is that he'd been there a long time, not sitting there with arms stretched wide. The implication is he'd been doing something he'd been maybe praying for his son maybe trying to search him out and figure out where he went so he could go find him we don't know but the implication is it's not a passive uh, waiting it is of radical action towards the son he was actively pursuing his son sometimes I think we envision the father kind of passively just saying alright he knows where I'm at he knows I'm here, my door is open anytime, I'll leave the light on for you that's not the father in this story he had an active pursuit It was a grace filled father actively pursuing his son Says while he was a long way off this is the subtle nuance of this gospel story I think sometimes we miss that line when he was a long way off while he was a long way off it hit me because I thought of how God pursues me in my life and he's been pursuing me since before I knew he existed you know sometimes I think we've cultivated a false pretense about who God is I think we think of God as passive towards us maybe we kind of allowed culture to influence in the way we think about him and his nature and how God deals with us as his children because we can't see God we assume he's passive he's not in motion that he's not active Like he doesn't interfere too much in our lives, right? He kind of leads us to our own devices pretty much for the most part. And that's kind of, I'm here when you need me is, is kind of what we've relegated God to. And that is false, absolutely false. God actively pursues us every moment of every day and he's actively pursuing us even in this moment, wherever you're at. God is speaking to you. May we have ears to hear what God is saying. The great Christian apologist and preacher, Dr. Ravi Zacharias, passed away this week. A hero of the faith, he wrote an article some time ago about this passage in Luke 15, and he, he made a point. He had a thought about it, and I I loved it. I'm going to read some of it. I'm gonna summarize it. But he said the father is not at rest, but in radical motion. So the father who runs towards his wayward son. Is he runs towards him without any promise or assur- promise or assurance of repentance in his son? He runs without any promise that things are that the son is actually here to stay. He might go again. He might leave again. I leave God, my Father, over and over, and I leave him every day. I'm a prodigal every day of my life, in one sense or another. So, Doctor Zachariah says. Look, this is staggering. Like, men in the ancient world did not run. It was undignified to do so. It, men of any kind of social standing did not run. Because what they'd have to do is they'd have to take their robes and they'd have to gird them, as they say, they'd pull them up and it would expose their legs, which was shameful. So to, write, to tell a parable in Jesus' day about a, a dignified, well-off man running and chasing after his son was unheard of. Dr. Zachariah said it's staggering. I mean, this son had disowned him. In the ancient world, it was just you were gone. If us, any son in the ancient world, and when, in the time in which this passage was taught, this parable was taught, if any son did to his father what this son did, be disowned. There's no going back. He would be too far gone. To say to his father, I wish you would die so I'd get my money. So it's staggering, all right, to see a father pull up his robe so that he could sprint towards his wayward son the Bible says in Ephesians 2 Ephesians 2 is a special chapter to me because it's what I was reading when I became a a Christian it says we were dead in our transgressions and sin deserving of wrath but because of his great love for us God who is rich in mercy made us alive in Christ it is by grace you have been redeemed and so we see the, the rise of Skywalker this wayward son Kylo, Ren and his mother Leia actively pursues him throughout this trilogy she's at a distance but she's using the force to draw him back in the entire time she's doing things like she even uses a vision of Kylo slash Ben's dead father Han Solo through the force to reach her son when she couldn't physically reach him she was pursuing him actively pursuing her son. She went to great lengths. You know, this is the gospel at its core, folks. It's the gospel. The story of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and really the whole saga is about redemption. The story of the gospel is about God's plan to redeem mankind, to redeem the unredeemable. Not just the people who we might consider bad people, and people we think are not deserving or too far gone. The reality is all of us are in desperate need of saving. We need redemption. The redemption that God offers through Christ Jesus. God actively pursues and draws us into himself. And those who are lost and wayward, we need him. To do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. It's like the rich young man in Matthew 19. Who came to Jesus and asked questions about how salvation works. How redemption works. And he, he was asking him who's going to get into heaven. And Jesus said, said to him, well... It's gonna be dang hard, near impossible, for rich people to get in heaven. And what he was saying was it wasn't about the money that you possess. He said, You can't love both God and your possessions. Yeah, one has to, to be be gotten rid of. It's okay that God's given you means, but man, you better love God way more than you love your 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 bank account. And he's saying, Look, it's pretty impossible. For people like you to get into heaven he said that that was pretty bleak and then he puts the tag on it that makes everything make sense he finishes by saying it's not humanly possible but with God all things are possible everything so here's the proof in in Scripture telling us in terms of redemption nothing is outside of what God is able to do nothing he's saying rich young man, your money will not save you. He's saying person over there with a lot of athletic ability and a lot of talent and a lot of of intellect that will not save you. He's saying your intellect and how smart you are and how awesome you are at your job and how awesome you are at this or that the other will not save you will not redeem you. Only I can do that. It's a reminder that no one, I mean no one has gone too far. No one is without saving no one is irredeemable because god's justice is is a little different than man's the justice of god says the justice of man says too far gone there's no saving this person give them what they deserve that's what the star wars fans were doing with kylo ren give him what he deserves down with kylo ren he killed han solo the justice of god is quite different it says no one is ever really gone too far gone I will give them what they don't deserve instead Romans chapter 8 verses 38 and 39 says I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love no power in the sky above or in earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of god that is revealed in jesus our lord god is good and the love you and i and he loves you and i so much that nothing will ever deter him from chasing after us from pursuing us he is in active pursuit every moment of our lives that's god's redemption plan i mean the love to love and pursue us with his heart to the ends of the earth and beyond the gospel is a story where the hero dies for the villain the villain lives the villain gets life and the hero dies there's a parallel there in in the Star Wars universe as well the hero, King Jesus stepping off the throne to take the place of us to die for us so that we may live and in the final scenes of this movie Kylo Ren, spoiler alert is in fact redeemed, and he returns to his um, his former identity, his birth identity, Ben Solo. And of course, the rest you'll just have to watch and uh, find out for yourself. And by the way, Kylo didn't redeem himself. Let's throw that out there. It's important to note Kylo did not redeem himself. He didn't choose. He didn't choose redemption. had people, his mother his father, others his uncle Luke, they were drawing him in and pulling him out of the darkness and back into the light stop trying to redeem yourself this morning folks, please stop trying to redeem yourself stop trying to rely on your career to redeem you, stop trying to rely on your parenting skills to raise your family Stop trying to get out of debt your own way and, get, and, and make change in your life in your own way and just in kind of giving it the good old college try. Stop trying with your best efforts to redeem your life. It then not work. Stop trying to fix things that only God can fix. You know what the best part of this story is? Is that Kylo did, did not get what he deserved. I'm really glad that the producers and J.J. Abrams and all the Star Wars people did not listen to the fringe lunatic fans of the Star Wars universe because I love the fact that he was redeemed. I loved it. I loved it. Some of the Star Wars fans are hating on me right now. I don't care. I love the fact that he came back to his, he came to himself. I love that. He got glorious redemption instead of what he really super... Like, of course he deserved. he deserved. He deserved death and punishment. He got new life instead. When we deserved death, Jesus gave us life. Redemption is the sweet sacrifice of Jesus' death so that we can have what we did not deserve. It's grace, love, life in Christ. Redemption. undeserved, unearned, totally incomprehensible but incredible redemption instead of retribution and see we 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 follow the line of retribution in our lives when someone crosses us we want them to get what they deserve but when it comes to us we're begging for mercy most of the time we should be redemption people i want to be a, a, I want to be a redemption person grace instead of wrath, life instead of death. Kylo, through redemption, transforms back into his former self, his real self, Ben Solo. You need to know today that God is actively pursuing you. Right now, the great redeemer Jesus stands and says, come home. I've been trying and I've been pursuing you since before you you knew I existed. I'm pursuing you even now. Maybe he's drawing you into a relationship with him for the very first time. Maybe you're not sure that you do have a relationship with Jesus. Um, today's that day. To make that official. Today. Or maybe you're hearing God's voice and his call to receive mercy. and receive relief from guilt and shame over sin. Maybe you've been a believer for a long, long time, but your relationship with Jesus, for whatever reason, is just kind of grown stagnant, and it's basically non-existent. No matter where you find yourself this morning, redemption is here for you in the place where you are, not in this room, but in the room you sit in, the the place you find yourself in right this moment redemption is there you see there's all different shades of redemption it's not just the moment we meet jesus and surrender our lives to christ that first time that and we check that box that's not it that's the first step <laughs> and then there's the second one and then and, the, and the next one and the following one right redemption is that everyday thing maybe for you it's that loved one that's gone too far in your mind maybe you're a parent with a son or daughter who's just a wayward son or daughter and they're lost and you're not sure there's any hope for them to return don't stop believing God for redemption in their life don't stop praying for them and where they are right now actively pursue them with the love of Christ actively pursue them with your prayers actively pursue them with a love that they can't understand when they come home they'll see the gospel worked out and, 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 and displayed through your life. Luke Skywalker has a quote in the second movie of this trilogy, The Last Jedi, um, after he had gone to the force, right? That's all we'll say. And uh, he's having a conversation through the force with his sister, Leia, And uh, he says, no one's ever really gone. And that was a foreshadowing him, his uh, friend Han Solo, and certainly his nephew Kylo Ren. I want to ask the band to come up and we're going to sing this song together that I believe sums up this redeeming grace so well. That the love of Jesus meets us where we are, it pursues us, and brings us back home. That God's love finds us where we are, and he loves us as we are there's no cleaning up, there's no getting ourselves tidy to come to God. Jesus takes us as we are, not as we should be. See our response this morning is simply a posture of surrender, maybe for the first time, maybe for the one thousandth time. If that's you I going to invite you uh, to pray uh, this morning and, I, and and we'll pray together. But I want to invite you wherever you are in this moment to have a posture of surrender. Look, if you're in your living room, if you're on your, your back porch, wherever you're at, if you're on the road, don't close your eyes. But man, have a posture of surrender in this moment. Let God do what he wants to do. Um, I'm going to do that because there's a lot of things in my life I need the Lord Jesus to redeem in me. <laughs> um, Will you do that right now? Let's let's pray together. Um, Heavenly Father, um, we love you. We're so thankful for the fact that uh, you've chased us and you pursued us. And when we were wayward, you didn't give up on us. Father, I pray for mothers and fathers who have wayward sons or daughters. I pray for... I I pray for... um, those people that that aren't quite sure they have a relationship with you, Jesus, at all. I pray for um, the rest of us, God, who are trying so hard to redeem ourselves through our own merit, God. God, let this day be a day of redemption that no one's too far gone, no situation in our lives is too much for you because you love us as you find us. seek us out you lift our chin and you 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 seek our eyes and you make eye contact with us and you say to us i love you you're mine and i'm your redemption i'm all you need if you pray a prayer this morning if you've prayed a prayer ask jesus give you of your sin to understand that without him there's no hope if you ask uh, if you've initiated through prayer Jesus being your savior and we want to hear about it we want to know please let us know if you're like a lot of us and you're just praying a prayer that God just be God again in life we want to know about that too today is a day of redemption today is a day of new life no matter what your spiritual journey looks like right now we're asking you God to do something new in all of us